0: Good morning. We've still got people coming in the sanctuary, but we got a lot of full seats. Isn't it great to see the house full? Let's stand together and uh, at the count of three, let's, uh, let's scream out a hearty hallelujah. Okay, ready? Stand to your feet if you're able. One, two, three. Hallelujah! Think that's pretty good, or you think we need to try it again? That's good. Oh, okay. So, you know, they're back here holding up the scorecards. So, uh, while, you, while you're able, uh, find two or three people around you and just tell them, God bless you. Thank you for being here this morning. Let's go ahead and greet one another.
1: Morning, good morning, everyone. Oh, you guys are awake. Nice. Good. Right. That was, no, that, hallelujah's that hallelujah is pretty good. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Father in heaven, we're just um, glad to be worshiping you this morning through Jesus Christ. We hope and pray that you're blessed and that, Lord, your blessings will overflow on us. Father, thank you for the music, the music team. Thank you for... Uh, the folks that are here, Lord, just, Lord, fill us with our spirit that we can be happy and joyous today in worshiping you. We'll give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. We're going to do some announcements.
1: Okay, real quickly, um, we've got some prayer topics that I want to uh, pray about as soon as we're done here. Lenora is recovering from knee surgery. Uh, Eugene Stanley is recovering from getting kicked by a horse and having his broken leg broken. What's that? You can't hear me? Can you hear me back there? Okay. All right. I'll speak a little louder. How's that sound? Okay. Um, we want to uh, pray for our church and for our pastor search committee and for our overall health And we're going to pray for also the ladies' conference, which uh, we'll tell you about in just a minute. Listen, about Wednesday night. If you missed last Wednesday night, um, you kind of missed a special treat. Bill Gallagher was here, and he taught us, and he introduced us to the book. uh, Well, not to the book, but to the life of Joseph. And he'll be here this next Wednesday night. So if you'd like to to, uh, get in on that study, you're welcome to come. We have dinner at 6 and Bible study at quarter to 7. Um, hmm? Fried chicken. Fried chicken. Gonna, are you frying that? Sure. Okay.
2: <laughs> Just thought I'd ask. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Um, and then also um, in March, I will be bringing March. February the first week of February, I'll be bringing a special study, and so then the second week in February we have our Valentine's dinner, and you should um, you should come to that. You want to talk about that? Okay.
2: me now joe yay all right well valentine's
1: dinner i only have like two more weeks to collect it's 15 dollars a plate it's it's going to be um um, served and we're going to have baskets that we'll be giving away and it's going to be a lot of fun i don't want you to miss it i already have quite a few signed up but we have room for anybody and everybody who wants to come thank
2: you
0: door prizes galore is what i heard
1: well, and for the spiritual aspect of the Valentine's Day dinner, I want to read the menu. <laughs> Beef brisket, chicken breast, pulled pork with green beans, coleslaw, potato salad, and rolls. Beverages and, of course, dessert. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty good to me. So, come. And then also, let's see. So we'll we'll keep you in um, uh, in tune with what's going on on Wednesday night. We've got. Uh, in March, the first week, Jeff Bickering is going to come and share with us, and that's going to be awesome. So keep him in your prayers. That would be great. And if you want to sign up for the Valentine Banquet, you would see Kathleen, and it's 15 bucks per person or 30 bucks per couple. You get a discount.
2: Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. February, 6 p.m., so... Let's see if there's anything else. Prayer requests, you can contact Flo Downing and our Psalm 328 scripture. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go, and I will counsel you with the loving eye on you. And uh, all the rest of the announcements are in the bulletin. Yes, Robert?
0: Paid yeah. Position yeah, available a position.
1: for cleaning the church. Contact Lenora for further info. Okay. So if you want to be paid for cleaning the church,
0: um, contact Lenora. All right. Yeah, or, or they can call me since she's out. Okay. But uh, let's continue to uh, praise Jesus this morning. Look in your praise book, number forty-seven. Praise book number forty-seven. Will the circle be unbroken? A one. Stand to your feet if you're able We're going to sing that We're going to sing that chorus here in a minute One by one. the sky, Lord, in the sky. Look in your hymnal 107. Get that hymnal out. We're going to do a couple of praise choruses this morning. 107, Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I lift your name on high. lord i love love to sing sing your praises 107.
2: i'm so so glad glad
0: you're in my life
2: i'm I'm so glad you came to save us you came from heaven to to earth to
1: song was so powerful my microphone wanted to go. God in heaven, we thank you for Jesus Christ, for sacrificing yourself and your son and giving your son for us. You are our Savior, Jesus. You are worthy. Father, you are worthy of all praise and all honor and all glory. And we give you that now, Lord God, as we pray to you and as we communicate with you, Father. We will praise you, Lord. We will praise you come hell or heaven, Lord. We're going to praise you Father, thank you for saving us. Thank you for your plan of salvation, your plan of grace and mercy. We just pray that, Lord God, you'll continue to bless us because we covet your blessings. For we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. We're going to get our offering going. So uh, we're going to ask our ushers to come on forward. The choir is going to go down, and uh, we're going to get our offering going this week. We morning. could have...
1: If we could have the guys come forward for the offering. So, Father in heaven, we do come before you, and we hold up this offering to you, Lord, this offering of praise. Father, we thank you for everything that you have done for us and everything that you're doing and will do. Lord, bless this offering to this community and to this church. Lord God, increase it many-fold uh, over, Lord God. We do want to hold up Lenora that is recovering from the knee surgery. Please bless her. bless her with a quick recovery. For Eugene Stanley, Lord God, who broke his leg. Oh, Lord, let it heal quickly. We pray for our church and our church uh, search committee, Lord God, that you bless them, that you bless this church as you, as you have, Lord God, in the past. That we might bless you, and we do hold up this ladies' conference that's coming up, Lord God, that you bless it. Father, you are a blessing to us, and we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. See little uh, Little kids can be dismissed.
2: Lord, for sin.
1: a couple of quick uh, announcements that I forgot to make um, uh, Pastor P.K. is teaching a Bible study Tuesday mornings thank you John uh, Tuesday mornings at um, let's see 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock right yeah 10 o'clock and he's in the Gospel of John and uh, there's food and fellowship available there so please be sure to come to that and the Women's Bible Study is on February 4th and 18th, and that's Facing Your Fears with Faith. And Linda Thompson heads that up. And if i forgot anything else on the announcements, I apologize. Heaven sent flowers. Thank you again for these beautiful flowers here. Yeah. yeah. You clap better than that, can't you? Come on, let's clap. Let's go. See, they did clap for me. Just kidding, of <laughs> Father in heaven, I pray that you'll bless this study in your word. That Father, we can gain faith through it. We claim that promise in Romans. We also claim the promise, Father, that blessings come to those who have believed but yet have not seen. And we have not seen uh, Jesus Christ physically, Lord. But we claim that blessing. We ask you to fill us with your Holy Spirit, Lord God, and May this message um, just endear us to you, Lord God, and help us to have faith. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. You know, the title of this message today is uh, Standing Up Under Pressure. Standing Up Under Pressure. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about our church. Now today you probably noticed we we're missing both of our piano players, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Connie has the uh, operation. She's had the operation on her knee, and Lenora just just had the operation on her knee, and Connie is uh, is uh, hospitalizing her her husband. She's ministering to him, and and it's interesting because when one part of the body is missing, the other parts of the body kind of have to make up for it. Did you notice that? Mm -hmm. And uh, so thank you, John, for helping us to do that. And I think the choir did a good job this morning. What do you guys think? By the way, you're part of the choir. Standing up under pressure. Now, I'm going to read you some scriptures. And I want you to think about the message here. Right now, I really believe that in 2023, we are probably under more pressure than we've been uh, for a while. And the pressure comes from so many different sources. The pressure comes from outside. The pressure comes from inside. The pressure comes from the evil one. And, you know, God never pressures us And so I'm going to read, first of all, you all are pretty familiar with this, but I want you to take this in, in Ephesians chapter 6. I'm going to be just here for just a few minutes. Remember, the title of the message is Standing Up Under Pressure. He says this, Paul says this to the church at Ephesus, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes. Now you'll notice he did not say if the day of evil comes, did he? He said when. And if you ask me I think it's come. I think it's here and it's it's only going to get worse. When the day of evil comes you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. Now we don't stand on our own. Uh, We're going to see a scripture that tells us that here in just a minute. We stand firm with with the belt of truth uh, around our waist, the breastplate of righteousness in place, our feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And it says, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Paul goes on, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions for everything. We stand because God helps us to stand. And one of the the things that I'm sure all of us have said or thought about at one time or another is, does God really understand the pressure I'm under? Does, does Jesus really know? And I can tell you right now with surety that He does know. In John chapter 1, verse 14, it says that uh, God came and in the flesh made His dwelling among us in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came as a human being, being fully God and fully human. Being fully human, he understands what we go through. And that's what I want to, to study about today. I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 10 to you. I won't be in there very long. You're all all willing, uh, you're all invited to turn there if you want to. Here's what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 starting in verse 4. 12, so if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall, okay? We stand because God helps us to stand. Paul goes on, no temptation, and this word in the Greek, Pirazo, can mean either temptation or it could mean testing, so this could technically be taken both ways. It says, no temptation or testing has seized you except what is common to man. What I'm going through today in my life, somebody else went through, or somebody else is going through or will go through. He goes, he says, continues on this, he says, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tested or tempted beyond what you can bear. Well, that's really good news. I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life when I raised my fist to God. I'm not proud of that. And I said, Lord, I can't take anymore. Anybody else uh, ever done that before? Yeah. You know, and uh, you can look at that as a bad thing. I'm going to look at it as a good thing because at least we're we're praying at that point. Lord, you don't know. (laughs) It may not be the best prayer in the world, but you're still praying, aren't you? Pray under all circumstances at all things. He goes on, he says, listen, no temptation or or testing has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted or tested... He will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. We can stand under testing and under temptation because God has provided a way. Can you tell me what that way is? Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. You know, it's interesting because... In James chapter 1, and you don't necessarily have to turn there either, but we'll be back in James in a bit. James, listen to what James says. He says, Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those that love him. When tempted, now listen. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting. me." Why? Because God doesn't tempt anyone. God tests us, but He is not the tempter. We know who the tempter is. Okay. He says, but each one is tempted when by his own evil desires, he is dragged away and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full-grown, gives birth to death. There are several examples in the Bible about people who uh, tried to stand up under pressure and it didn't really work. Remember something. After every test, or after every victory, there's going to come a test. After every blessing, there's going to come a test. Look at Adam. Adam walked with Jesus Christ, the pre incarnate Christ, in the garden. And he was only given one negative command Don't eat the fruit of that tree, and he failed in he? Look at the children of Israel. I mean, what a blessing it was for Moses to lead them out of 400 years of slavery. And when they got into the wilderness, what happened? They failed miserably. Because they didn't trust and obey God. We look at Peter. I identify with Peter. He was a character. In Matthew chapter 16, he had a great victory. Jesus turned to Peter and says, Who do you think I am? Who do you say I am? And you know what Peter said? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And yet, within a very few short months... Peter denied him three times to servant girls. Does Jesus really know our struggles? Let me quote something from Hebrews chapter 4 and I'll be in verse 14. Hebrews 4:14. 4, Listen carefully to this cuz the book of Hebrews is is just absolutely amazing. That's what it says, I'll give you a chance to get it, okay? Hebrews 4:14. 4, writer of Hebrews says this therefore since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens that's where Jesus is right now he's sitting at the right hand of God as the God man as a human being a glorified human being completely God and completely human now does that blow your mind
2: that
1: kind of blows my mind Jesus is the first fruits. Then all the rest of us fruits are going to go up there. (laughs) He says this. He says, Therefore, since we have such a a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. But we have one, speaking of Jesus, who has been tempted and tested in every way, just as we are, yet without sin. Jesus Christ was tested and tempted in every way that we are, and yet He did not sin. You're welcome to turn to uh, Matthew chapter 3, because I'm going to be here for just a little while. Matthew chapter 3, and I will be starting in verse 13. So let's look at Jesus Christ for just a minute. Jesus Christ experienced a great victory. Let's find out what it was. It says in verse 13 of Matthew chapter 3, Jesus, uh, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. This was Jesus' entrance into ministry. Jesus was approximately 30 years old here, roughly. And this he's been, he has spent his first 30 years growing, learning the scriptures, going to the temple, hearing the word of God, uh, living a life of, of work and sacrifice, obeying his parents, etc. Jesus Christ grew up in a normal family if any family can be normal, uh, just like us. It's interesting because it says in the Bible that his brothers and sisters did not believe in him until after the resurrection. That's something. You grow up with Jesus Christ, and you don't believe in him until after he resurrects from the dead. Well, let's go on. In, in verse 16, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. What a victory. What a blessing. But now comes the test. And it says in chapter 4, verse 1, Then, so immediately, after this great blessing, immediately after God Himself says, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased, the Spirit leads Jesus into the wilderness. It says that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, He was hungry. That's probably an understatement, isn't it? The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God. This word if in the Greek is a first class condition. It means if and it's true. This could be translated since. Since you are the Son of God. Satan was not denying that Jesus was the Son of God at all. In fact, he was hoping to use that against Jesus, so that Jesus would use his divinity, his divine power, or call on (coughs) divine power, to help him to get through these tests in the wilderness. Let's go on. It says this, If or since you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus could have done that, huh? Easily. Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of God. The first temptation was for Jesus Christ to act independently from God and to satisfy his physical appetite. You know, we are tempted many times to satisfy our physical appetite. I'm not necessarily not talking about food either. You know, Pornography is a huge test for many people today. I'm going to assume for many men, all right? And it's shown that 40% of all Christians view pornography on a semi-regular basis. Now, that is a test of the flesh, isn't it? I mean, it is, because we all have or most of us anyway, have needs, okay, physical needs that we are supposed to have satisfied through either depending upon God or through marriage, right? One of the two. So, the first test here is for Jesus to act independently from God and to satisfy his physical appetite. Verse number 5. Then the devil took him to the holy city. That's Jerusalem. Had him stand on the highest point of the temple. Now I can't tell you exactly how high the temple was. But it was probably at least 8 to 10 stories high. if not higher. Okay. So Jesus is standing there on the highest part of the temple. And here's what the devil says, If or since you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down. And now Satan is going to quote scripture. In fact, he's going to misquote scripture. It says, He will command his angels concerning you. This is talking about God. And they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. What was the second temptation? You know, make a grand entrance. You're the Son of God. You came to save the world. Hey, make a grand entrance. Throw yourself off of this temple height and God's angels are going to catch you. No, here's what Jesus said. Jesus answered him It is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. You know, I can remember when I was much younger, last year. (laughs) (laughs) Before I was a Christian, I remember that uh, a group of guys that I hung out with when I was working in construction in Portland, um... One of the brothers of one of the guys that I hung out with
2: jumped off the St. John's Bridge and committed suicide. Just a young guy, good looking guy. And, you know, you don't want
1: to test God. Gravity's going to work every single time, isn't it? And yet, that person that jumped off that bridge, I found out later, after I had become a Christian, had accepted Christ into his heart and had been born again. What a sad thing to be that um, down, to be that depressed, Mm -hmm. to want to end your life like that. The good news is this, is that God has ensured that when you are born again, you are born again. You don't get unborn. Okay, that's the good news. Because if it were possible... For us to lose our salvation, I guarantee you this, that every single person in this room today would have lost their salvation many times over. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, for sure.
2: Well,
1: let's see what else uh, else the devil's got up his sleeve here. He says this again, verse 8, The devil took him to a very high mountain, And showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this will I give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. That's what Satan wants. That's what he always wanted. He's wanted worship. Satan was created, it says in Ezekiel chapter 24 or 5 or 8. I can't remember (coughs) this. That he was the highest of the creation, okay? He was created as the guardian of the fiery stones. He was the guardian of the throne of God. He was beautiful in all his ways. And yet, somewhere along the, the line, and somehow Satan got this idea that he was bigger than God, or that he wanted to be, and he sinned. And it was a sin of pride, So now, Satan offers this to Jesus. All this will I give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Let me ask you this. Do you really think Satan would have given it to him? Hmm. Satan's a liar. And he was lying here, for sure. But it was still a temptation. Hey, look. (sighs) Bypass the cross. You don't have to go to the cross. You don't have to... You can save yourself from all of this misery. Just bow down, worship me, and I'll give it all to you. You can have it all. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan. For it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and the angels came and attended him. You see, when we have victory over a test, or a temptation, the angels come and they minister to us. It's just amazing. Now, does Jesus know? So first of all, we need to understand that this test of Jesus Christ in the wilderness was a reversal of the curse that came upon Adam in the garden. Adam is in the garden And he sinned. And yet, in the wilderness, Jesus Christ made up for that sin. uh, Satan appealed to Jesus as the Son of God, and yet Jesus refused to use his divine power to help himself. Why? Why would Jesus have done that? How can Jesus Christ know what it's like to be a human being unless he goes through this as a human being. Right? In addition to that, if Jesus Christ settles the matter using divine power of some type, either the divine power that was in him or the, no, what did he say? I can call legions of angels to come and uh, and help me right now if I want to. Can we? Can we turn stones into bread? No. If you've seen my cooking, you'll know
2: exactly.
1: (laughs) Because Jesus faced these temptations as a man, they were very, very real to him. It was a personal Jesus Christ against the personal Satan. Christ at his lowest defeated Satan at his highest. And it's interesting because if you go, I believe it's in Mark, it talks about the temptation. It talks about this wilderness experience. It says, Satan left him looking for an opportune time to come back. Do you know when that opportune time came?
2: The
1: cross. Before the cross? Garden Garden of Eden. Or Garden of Gethsemane, right? Yeah. Jesus was so... Tortured your soul that says he sweat great drops of blood. Father, if this cup could pass from me, let it be so, but nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Shouldn't that be our mantra? Nevertheless, Lord, I want your will to be done in my life, not my will. Well, this is a great test that followed great blessings, and I'm going to read something out of James to you that every time I read it, I I sort of chuckle, and yet I don't. Here's what it says. This is James, half-brother of Jesus Christ. James chapter 1, starting at verse 2. Here's what he says. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face Trials of many kinds. Oh, yeah, right. James, you just don't know, do you? Yeah, he does. He knew. Why? Because you know that the testing of your faith, now listen to this, the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And perseverance must finish its work. Why? So that you could be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So think about this, this progression here, okay? There's a test or temptation, right? Probably after this message, today you're going to get tested somewhere, so just remember that, right? I didn't order that, that way, get mad at the waitress or something. The devil tempts us so that we will fail God's standards. And yet, Christ's God tests us so that he might determine and sharpen our faith. You see, faith is the start of all this different stuff, the perseverance. Let perseverance have its perfect work that you may be mature and perfect uh, may be made, made mature and perfect. Christ's temptations were the same as ours. okay? In the sense that they were the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Listen to what John says in 1 John chapter 2 starting in verse 15. He says this, now listen. Do not love the world 1 John 2.15 Do not love the world or anything in the world. This is not a suggestion, it's a command. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. You know, the perfect example for me is yesterday I was watching one of the football games, and this happens in every football game. Somebody makes a great play, right? One of the players makes a great play. And you know what they do? They beat their chest. Really? Really? Okay, so you stopped the guy from making a touchdown. Where in eternity is that going to count? Basketball player. Oh, you put the basket, you put the ball through a hoop that's bigger than the ball.
2: Hmm. Well,
1: wow, that's really good. Where is that going to count for eternity? No. And see? Got it. <laughs> Come on. That's right. well, God. knows. <laughs> if you have a phone, you might want to turn. Don't worry about it. <laughs> For you golfers, you put a ball about that size into a cup about that size and you can... I did it. A hole, a hole in five. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: that was on the three-par.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, my gosh. Listen to what... Hebrews says again, okay. This is such a beautiful scripture, and it goes right along with what we're talking about here. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. I'm gonna start in verse 14. Listen to this. I'll take it there. Hebrews 2:14 says, Now they're speaking about us, since the children have flesh and blood. You and I are the children, okay? He, that would be Jesus Christ, too, shared in their or our humanity so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil. I'm going to repeat that, okay? I want you to understand exactly what we're doing here. Since the children, that's us, have flesh and blood, he, Jesus, too, shared in their or our humanity so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. You know, it says in John, it says that perfect love casts out all fear. Okay? Death for us is a graduation, alright? It's a graduation into eternity. Yeah, some of us say, well, you know, I've still got a lot of work to do here, my children, you know, I, I want to influence them, um, my boss is not a Christian, or my employees, or whatever. Well, God's going to take you on the exact day you're supposed to go. Okay? Don't wish for it to come before, and don't fight it when it comes, just Just let God take you. Listen to what he goes on saying. He says this. He says, For surely it is not angels he helps. Jesus did not die for angels. He says this, But Abraham's descendants. Now Abraham's descendants come in two categories. Number one, those who were born Jewish, right? And number two, those who are Abraham's descendants by faith. Because Abraham is the father of faith. And that would be us. It says this, For this reason, he, speaking of Jesus, had to be made like his brothers in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God. And that He might make atonement for the sins of the people. And I love this verse here, verse 18, it says, because He Himself was tempted, speaking of Jesus Christ, because He Himself suffered when He was tempted, He is able to help those who are being tempted. That's very relieving, my friends. When The Lord Jesus Christ was in the wilderness and Satan was tempting Him. Those temptations, we only read three of them. There's only three of them listed for us. But those three encompass every temptation and every test that we might face in our lives. Let me go on. Well, Paradise was lost in the Garden of Eden and it was regained in the wilderness. Jesus spent 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness, hungry, being tested and tempted. And you can bet that the testing and the temptations probably started on the first day. That'd be my guess. I don't think Satan is going to, you know, well, when's that 40th day coming on? I'm, I'm ready. I'm pretty sure that it probably started the very first day. Proverbs 3, five says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge the Lord in all your ways, and He will direct your paths. Does Jesus know our struggles? He does. He knows. He knows better than anybody. And... Somehow, some way, he conveys that to God. He sits at the right hand of God the Father, ever living, ever ministering for us. He is our intercessor. When we pray, when we think, when we walk in this world, Jesus Christ is always, always interceding for us, to the Father too. So pray, would you, dear Father in heaven, please forgive me for my sins. Please cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Help me to appreciate what Jesus did. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to know I've built up a, um, an account of about. Twelve minutes now, okay? (laughs) Because we quit early again today, so uh, I I I, I hope to use those twelve minutes in the future.
0: I'm standing together. I'm I'm, uh, reminded this morning of an old praise song, and I don't know if you guys know it or not. But if you know it, just join in. And if you don't, maybe you'll learn it this morning. But it goes, uh, hopefully everybody will work this morning. Hopefully it will be something you take home when you are coming along. It goes, Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love, send us power, send us grace. Sing that again. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your Spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love, send us power, send us grace. Something's gonna happen. The Lord's gonna take control. When the children of kneel down and pray. He's gonna move mountains. He's gonna save your soul when the children of the Lord kneel down, kneel down to pray. Oh, Lord, listen to your children pray. Lord, send your Spirit in this place. Lord, children pray. Send us love, send us power, send us grace. Send us love, send us power, send us grace.
1: When you are faced today with some kind of a test, okay, some kind of a temptation just remember that Jesus Christ went through it all for you okay? and all we need to do is He is the way out no temptation is given you that is not common to man but with each test and with each temptation God will make a way to escape it have a great Sunday and uh, we'll see you Wednesday night